God wants to revive your life. He wants you to quit being depressed. He wants you to quit being judgmental and critical. He wants you to stop thinking about yourself and think about others. He wants to make you a Christian. He wants you to be a child of the light. Come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, we're going to begin a new series celebrating the riches of God's astounding mercy and love. Over the next half hour, Roll will turn our attention to the invitation to eternal life given to all of us with no preconditions. As you continue listening today, you'll see that Christ has called you to believe the good news that Jesus came to bear your sin and shame, bringing you into a spiritual union with Him and giving you the certainty of heaven. Now, with today's lesson, here's Rawl. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. We're coming to the conclusion of chapter 11. As you come to the end of the chapter... You come to verses 28 through 30, and then we probably have the greatest invitation ever given by Jesus in chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. And as I read my text this past week and studying over it, I could not help to think of what Jesus proclaimed here. Many of us here were at some time or other invited to attend a church service. It could have been a funeral or wedding, or it could have been a church service. But at the same time, when you uh, first attended this meeting, or maybe listening through the radio, watching a television program, or maybe picking up a magazine from a newsstand, for the first time hearing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then how God begins to work in the hearts and the lives of the people. When I came to the words in chapter 11, verse 28, I got blown away. Because I read them many, many times. I mean, when I first got saved, one of the things that I was taught by Pastor Chuck Smith is, you need to read through the whole Bible. Genesis to Revelation. So that when people come to you, you'll be able to know book by book and chapter by chapter, verse by verse, story by story, So you can relate to people when you speak to them. It says, I began to read the book of Genesis, and I came to the seventh chapter of Genesis. I was blown away. Because in the actual sixth chapter of Genesis, God is uh, saying, my spirit will not always strive with men 120 years, and then the end will come, kind of giving a warning, because the actual uh, world was totally polluted, violence, homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, perversion, everything was there. And God was going to judge. And when God spoke to Noah, he told him, for he and his wife, his three sons, three daughter-in-laws, to go ahead in 120 years, and then the end would come. But he told Noah, I want you to build a ship. 
an ark with one window and one door. And as he went ahead and began to build this ship where there was no water, no oceans, it had never rained on the earth up to that time. There was a cloud covering over the earth. Noah worked hard every day building this ark. And the ship was so big, three story high, that two of every kind of animal would go in clean and unclean. And at the same time, as this ship was being built, God was building a bridge for people to come into the ark. As God always does. But when the actual flood finally was coming, and 120 years were done, when you read chapter 7, verse 1, you hear this word, Noah, come into the ark. Come. Inviting him to come in. And I thought, what a beautiful thing it is for God to give that invitation to the whole world. And the world rejecting that invitation, but only one man, his wife, his three sons, and three daughter-in-laws are the only people in the world, eight in total, to come into the ark with unclean and clean animals. And then the Bible says, and the Lord shut him in. He closed the door. Noah didn't do that. God shut the door. Well, in the Old Testament, the door is a type of God's ending of salvation for the world. It's a done deal. Only eight people were saved. One billion people died and drowned in the flood. They never came through that door. The door was open for 120 years. I think of today all of the religions of the world that are being promoted all over the country, all over the world. And how Paul said in the book of Romans that people, people reject the truth of God, but they love a lie. They believe the lie rather than the truth. Think about that for a moment. Think of your loved ones. Think of your friends. Think of people that you know. Where you have shared your life with them. You shared your heart with them. And still up to this point in time. They say no to Jesus Christ. And you like Jesus. And like Noah. Have said come. God's doors open. For you to come. To know his love and grace and mercy. God always warns before he judges people. He gives you a space of time to repent. Years. In the Old Testament, 120 years. In the New Testament, he's already given us up to 1900 years for people to repent. Every generation has had an opportunity to come to know God. Listen to the words of Jesus now in verse 28, 29, and 30. He gives one of the greatest invitations in the whole world. He says, Come unto me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now this is one of the greatest invitations that no one should ever, ever miss or reject. Notice that almost every religion is always asking for you to do something with work. Christianity doesn't do that. Jesus sees people tired of life and tired of everything they've done. They come to the end of their lives. And then Jesus gives you the opportunity through the Holy Spirit by convicting you to come and accept Christ or reject Christ. That's the way it works. Nobody will be able to stand before God and say one day, God, you forced me to come to heaven. No one will be in heaven that things are being forced to be there. And what I love about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that hell is a place that was never, never created for men. According to Matthew 25, 41. It says that God created hell for the devil and his angels that fell. One third of heaven Follow the devil. And yet, any person that will ever die without coming to Jesus Christ and bringing his burdens and bringing his problems and situations and his sins to be forgiven, if they don't come to Jesus Christ, they will end up in hell with the devil and his demons and eventually in the lake of fire. Forever and ever and ever. That's what the Bible teaches. To me it's amazing. How many people in this world reject that great invitation that is given freely. By Jesus Christ becoming the son of God. Master of my life. Savior of the world. It's really amazing that intelligent people would follow something that is so empty. So empty, knowing they have a good mind. And they have intelligence. Because the Bible says that God turns them over to a reprobate mind. He says he gave them over to a lie instead of coming to the truth. They reject the truth, so God says, okay, then take the lie and go with it. God is not going to do a supernatural thing in anybody's life. If you don't want him, you don't have to have him. What's so beautiful about Christianity? Religion is always works. You got to work to get to heaven. Not Christianity. Christianity is so awesome. That it's a love relationship through a person, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that came and died for our sins, resurrected three days later, And then he was here for 40 days. And then he ascended to heaven. And then 10 days later, the Holy Spirit came and baptized 120 people. And there was a revival and move of the Holy Spirit where hundreds and thousands of people came to know Christ. Think how incredible that is historically when you read the Bible. But you start studying the life of Buddha or Krishna. Or the philosophers like Plato and Socrates. And you begin to hear all of their good things that they said. And they make sense. But at the same time, they don't give you eternal life. You see? 
When Jesus Christ came, he made one great statement that blew me away in the Gospel of John. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Period. Literally what he said, I'm the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And if you don't come to me, you will be lost. Those are the plain facts. People don't like that. People hate that. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to remind you that our mission is to help you grow in faith and deepen your relationship with the Lord. You can visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or reach out to us at 800-634-9165. At the conclusion of today's lesson, we'll tell you about a resource with a thorough examination of God's compassion. But first, let's rejoin Raul. And yet people are never forced to receive eternal life or to come to Jesus Christ, but yet people would rather love to play religion because they don't love relationship. We love relationship. They like religion. And yet when people are in a religion that doesn't have any part of atonement, blood sacrifice where Jesus Christ gave his own life on the cross, Everything began in the Old Testament as types with the lambs and the goats and the turtle doves building up to Jesus Christ coming, His first coming, going to the cross, dying on the cross, rising again, and then coming again a second time. Yet people harden their hearts. Even here in our text this morning, come unto me. He gives an invitation. He's not forcing, he's not doing anything to force anybody to become religious. But he's inviting people to a great fellowship and a relationship that can only come through Jesus Christ our Lord. But people love to follow false religions. They love it. They love to be lied to. In so many ways. People love the darkness rather than the light. In the book of 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-10, through 10, he says this, speaking to the Gnostics. He writes to the Gnostics. He says, this is the message which we have heard from Jesus and declared to you that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, with Jesus, but we walk in In darkness, we are liars and do not practice the truth. I didn't say that. It's in the epistle. It's in God's word. He goes on. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, continually will cleanse us from all sin. If we say, That we have no sin. A lot of people say that. We have no sin. Check this out. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say that we have not sinned, we make Jesus Christ a liar and His word is not in us. Wow. We're not talking about churches we're talking about true christianity the true way the true life 
Jesus. People are liars. Liars. That denounce the truth of God. And want nothing to do with the truth of Jesus Christ. Even Jesus himself warns. In Matthew chapter 7. Remember in the Sermon on the Mount. Speaking to his disciples. He said enter in by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Did you hear what he said? In this world, the way to destruction, there's a huge door open. Huge door open. And he says this, many who come go into it. But on the other side, there's this little door like the ark. And like he saying today, come unto me. And check what he says. Because narrow is the gate, difficult is the way of Christianity, which leads to life. And there are very few who find it. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. What's the will of my Father in heaven? To believe in Jesus Christ and to repent of your sins. And to come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for it is light. It's not heavy. I want to take away all of religion from you. I want to take away all your burdens. And I want to give you myself to you. So you can relax. He goes on to say this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day of judgment, Lord, Lord, have we not had the gift of prophecy and prophesied in your name, and we cast out devils in your name, and we've done many wonders in your name, and then I, Jesus, will declare to those people, I never knew you, depart from me, you who continue to practice sinful things. Wow. The word of God is so clear. Who doesn't go into the kingdom of God? Unbelief. People that don't believe. People that continue to be in their sin. Check this out again. Observation number one again, verse 28. The invitation to come. Come unto me by faith, all of you who are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That word labor there in the Greek is an interesting word. It is someone that is working to the point of exhaustion. When you come to that place of exhaustion, what do you need? You need a vacation. You need rest. Otherwise, you will die. Jesus is talking to people that are exhausted by religion. Come unto me. Are you tired of working for your religion? Are you done with that? Then come unto me. The heavy laden that he talks about here indicates that some time in the part, they're carrying this load that has been dumped upon them by other people. All of the rules and regulations and all this garbage. Jesus comes and says, get rid of it. Take it off your back. And what does he say? Come and I will give you rest. Isn't that beautiful? I will give you rest. And what's really beautiful here, the word rest means in the Greek to be refreshed or to be revived. Isn't that neat? 
refreshed or revived. God wants to revive your life. He wants you to quit being depressed. He wants you to quit being judgmental and critical. He wants you to stop thinking about yourself and think about others. He wants to make you a Christian. He wants you to be a child of the light. Come unto me, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Observation number two, real quickly, verse 29. The invitation now to take his yoke. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. It's not just coming to Jesus Christ and now I'm saved. You come and you sit down like you're doing Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, Sunday nights. What do we do? We study the Bible. You go home and you read your Bible and you study God's word. That's how you learn. You learn what is in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the way through Malachi, all the way through Matthew, to Revelation. You're learning how to become a child of the light. You're you're learning how to become a servant of God. You're learning how to share your faith with others. As you know, biblical quotes from the Bible, you can tell them the stories, the parables. You see? Come unto me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me or learn from me. Check this out. For I am gentle, humble, lowly in heart. It's not neat. He's not proud. Religion is proud. Always manipulative. He says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Check this out. And you will find rest for your souls. Wow. Jesus says, if you come to me, you'll be done with your wars. I will give you peace. The peace that passes all understanding. What does he mean by that? He wants you to be submissive. Submit your life to me. And then I will give you life. Well, unlike what the world believes, real life, eternal spiritual life, begins now when we take Jesus at His word and cast our burdens and sins on Him by faith. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's message, we can send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' lesson titled, The Great Invitation. We'd also like to offer you an uplifting book from Rawl titled, Understanding God's Compassion. In just four easy chapters, you'll see that the Lord is with you to forgive your sins, heal your hearts, provide for your needs, and walk with you through trials. Whether you're uncertain about surrendering your life to Christ or you're looking for a boost to your faith, don't hesitate to order this reassuring resource. To place your order for Rawls' book titled Understanding God's Compassion, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And we'll send your copy at the value rate of just $5 plus shipping and handling. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Because it's our mission to get you into the Word of God and learn how to feed yourself on its truth, we've developed a resource that can be a guide. It's our Somebody Loves You app. 
Whether you have an iPhone or Android, this free app will introduce you to in-depth digital Bible studies on a variety of topics. In addition to that, it comes with a daily reading plan to get you into the Scriptures on a routine basis, which is so important to gain maturity in Christ. You can find this resource when you visit somebodylovesyou.com and click on the mobile app link at the top of the page. We are fully funded by your generous partnership, and we want to thank you for all of your tax-deductible donations. Be sure and join us next time as we continue this series centered on the Lord's awesome, unconditional love. If you've never committed your life to Christ, you'll see that this gift of salvation is one that you definitely want to receive. Here's Roll now with a closing comment. And then one more thing finally. In verse 30, check this out. The invitation to lighten the burden. He says, for my yoke, the yoke was the thing that we put on top of the ox. And he says, for my yoke is easy. Underline the word easy. And my burden is light. What does the world do? Burdens us with heavy things. And what does Jesus Christ do? He lightens the load for you. Why? Because he loves you so much. God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, the Bible says. That people will come to him because of his love and kindness that he has for us. So this morning, I need to come and follow him. And as I come to follow him, I need to learn of him. And finally, as I come to Jesus Christ and take his yoke, it's easy, it's light. And then he will give to you eternal life and forgiveness of sins once and for all. Because he loves you so much. Come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.